Hello, everyone, and welcome to the King Gamer Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Callahan, and we have a great episode for you today. Joining us, as always, we got the lovely Jessica Orr. Hi, Mark. Happy to be here. Thank you, Jessica. And I'm so excited because we have a new panelist on our panel. Is that right, grammar-wise? I don't know. That doesn't ruin the excitement. Please welcome the lovely Daniel Boyd. Thanks, guys. Cheers for having me on. It's great to be here. Cheers. Buzzing, buzzing to get into it with you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. We got a... <laughs> Clink. We got a... We got a jam-packed episode for you today. We got tons of remakes, sequels getting announced, which inspired the main topic of talking about our own wish list of all sequels, remasters. But before we get into that, let's talk about the games that we're playing right now. So, Jessica, you're playing Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Now, before we talk all about that, are you a big fan of the Lego games? Yeah, it's a pretty pretty casual one. I haven't played one since Lego Marvel Two or something. <laughs> but yeah. So, how do you like the Skywalker saga so far? It's so fun. That's <laughs> that's what you want from a video game. Um, it's got so much in it. Like it has all nine episodes of Star Wars jam packed in. You lose a little bit of the key moments like you did in the original Star Wars games, Lego games. Uh, but it's still still really funny you know it's got that childish humor in it but i love it it's great not too difficult uh best way i could describe it kind of like any other lego game is it's kind of like turn your brain off fun you know mm-hmm. you can kind of just go through a level if anybody's ever stuck just smash the place up <laughs> no <laughs> doubt you'll find out where to go um but this is added over nine episodes i lost kind of how many hub areas there are and they're basically your small open worlds Mm-hmm. There are something like a thousand one hundred and twenty-six of these kyber bricks you have to find. Not necessary to do it at all. It's totally optional. But they're like fun little uh combat or puzzle, mini puzzles you have to do. Again, they're not terribly difficult, but they're a little bit more difficult than the combat. And they're pretty fun as well. That is the main difference, I'd say that and slightly tweaked combat. Like this third person shooting you can actually turn the camera all the way around i don't know if either of you have played the lego games before it was kind of like just like isometric view you, you playing um yeah. it is the most fun i've had in a lego game but i don't know if that's because it's a way better game or i'm playing it differently i usually played a level went back in and tried to get everything so i have never completed a lego game ever <laughs> despite playing like seven of them or something um and i'm having so much fun i'd really recommend anybody playing Lego games mainline the story and maybe do a couple of those puzzle hub area things while you want because that that was pretty fun trying to figure out some of this stuff and as with always in the lego games they have just fantastic references to whatever whatever franchise they've put on some great great star wars quotes in there so funny and they're very detailed with their character animations like in episode nine ray not like episode seven or eight. In, in nine, the way she jumps is the way she jumps in episode nine when Kylo Ren's got the TIE fighter coming through. Like every time she jumps, she does it. Han yeah. Solo's got this cool, like, suave jump and hit with a blaster. Like, you're like, that's definitely Han Solo right there. Old Obi Wan Kenobi's like grunting and <laughs> his back <laughs> arch sometimes. Like, their attention to detail to that is really good. Um, but some of the downsides, it was pretty buggy when it launched. It launched on Monday over here um 
my brother got like a a progress bug where he could not get past a certain point in episode two. Oh, yeah, they have fixed that one. I don't know if they fixed. There was like one of those type of bugs in every single uh, trilogy, so that wasn't good. If you ever encounter anything where like what's happening, I can't do anything. Just cancel out and go back in because anything else will like block you from progress in that. Um, apart, yeah. It sucked for him because he had to move from two to like a different trilogy, and you know you kind of just want to go through all the trilogies. Yeah. You don't you don't want to be moving about and stuff. I myself have only got funny bugs. I got BB Eight versus Kylo Ren instead of Ray. Um, <laughs> that was great. I loved it. There was a whole fight happening in the Tatooine Cantina off screen, and I couldn't see and couldn't participate in, but it was it was funny. Um, but yeah, overall it's a it's a pretty solid game. And if I was to ever recommend a Lego game that I've played anyway, it would it would be this one. Nice. Awesome. Now, you mentioned that, you know, playing Lego games, it does it do enough from other Lego games? Or is it just like, it's it's just another Lego game? Yeah, the kind of promise they're like, yeah, this is the Lego game, you know. I guess it's the Lego Star Wars game, but not really. Like, it is kind of fun <laughs> just doing third-person blaster combat. Uh, that was, that was like, my go-to whenever I wanted to clear out waves of enemies. Uh, the boss fights, I'd say they're kind of a downgrade from what they used to do. They're all just kind of the, the same thing you're doing. They are also very easy to cheese. I just change to somebody who's got a lightsaber and throw a lightsaber at them constantly. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, so no, it's not like what they promised that this is the next evolution of LEGO game. The, the biggest thing they changed I, I was those hub worlds and... They, they used to have, like, in if you've played Lego um, Harry Potter, like Hogwarts was the whole hub, and you had separate areas, but it's just, there's so many of these. There's so many little puzzles to do. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, not not really. It's kind of, you know, like people were saying Pokemon Legends Arceus was a step in the right direction for Pokemon. This is a step in the right direction for Lego games. Is it a big step? Nah. <laughs> well, as long it's as a it's a step. step. It's a fun step. But when I seen the trailer for this new one, that that was my main concern was like uh, how many of these games that there's been and what are, what are they going to do new? And I think it is time that the Lego games do kind of move the goalposts a wee bit because it's, they've been doing the same thing for so long. And yeah, they do it well. And I do agree, it's one of those games that you kind of forget how fun it is before you play it, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, that's right, these are these are great. But um, I I think you can only churn out so many before you have to change up the formula a wee bit or add something or you know give us a reason to keep playing kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for the next Lego game after this because, yeah, you know, to, to go on top of that. And it is, like you said, really fun. If you enjoy Lego games, if you enjoy Star Wars, definitely recommend checking out this one. Isn't there a rumor that they're going to make Lego Doctor Who? Oh, my God, I would love that. <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't, to be honest. Yeah, there was weird licensing stuff of Doctor Who for a while where even Funko Pop couldn't get Doctor Who, but they've sort of that now. And there's never been a really great Doctor Who video games so I would I'd buy that in a heartbeat all right awesome yeah you know honestly with Lego games it's like I want to play it but I know three months from now it's going to be like half off mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. and then Christmas time it's going to be like five bucks <laughs> and it's like oh why did I spend 70 bucks on this yeah, they're kind of the opposite of Nintendo games, where you know yeah. Nintendo games aren't going to yeah. budge, but Lego games, hell yeah, you'll get that in a bargain bin. <laughs> Nintendo's like, we budge 5% off. <laughs> it's like, thanks. Thank you, Nintendo, yeah. 
All right. Awesome. Now jumping to you, Daniel, I see you're playing Arkham Asylum. And I'm curious, what made you uh, want to jump back in, or if this is your first time? Honestly, no, it's not far from my first time. Um, honestly, the movie, the recent film with Robert Pattinson, was the main reason I wanted to jump back in. Um, yeah. To give you the full story, um, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the recent movie. And then there was a clip, I don't know if you've seen it, it's been going about YouTube, and as I've seen, it's a clip from the last game, um, Arkham Knight, and it's how, how I play Batman after watching the recent Batman, Batman movie. And... Um, the, the characters, you know, Batman, he drops off a building in, in front of these three goons and I think he beats one of them up and the other two start scrambling and crawling on the ground and he just slowly walks towards them and stuff. And I was like, that sounds, that looks amazing. So I, I just, and it was kind of just time. Um, it's one of those games, Arkham Asylum's, that first game is one of my favourite games ever. Um, I say it's my top five anyway. Um, so it's just one of the games like Metal Gear Solid and like Fallout 3 that I just go back to every now and again. And it had been a while before since I'd played it. Um, I so I, I do plan to go through them all. Originally, I was going to play Origins first because it's kind of chronological. I was going to do Arkham Origins and then Asylum, then City. But I thought, you know what? I, I can't really be bored hooking up the PS3 and or, or trying <laughs> to figure out a way to play PC. Nah, I'll just start for, for the Rebuster Collection because I've got that on my PS4 anyway. So I, I just I just started that and I it's great. Um, it still holds up. It is still. The, the performances for Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill particularly still are just incredible. It doesn't matter how many times you hear those lines, just you know, it still gets you going. And I the boss fights are still great. Um, this morning I was just fighting Poison Ivy um after she gets mutated mutated with the Titan and she becomes this kind of big huge plant creature and you bat an iron and stuff. So I it was it's nice, it's it's good. It's also good. Um it's a sort of game that you can play sort of come in for work and just stick it on it's also the game kind of game if you're doing something else like listening to a podcast i quite like just having a game like that in the background um especially if it's something like arkham asylum that you know i know at the back of my hand i've played it before and it's far from the first experience um yeah it's, it's just good for that as well so i am thoroughly enjoying myself awesome now with arkham asylum now this is spoilers but this came out in 2009 so be warned did you like the Joker Titan fight at the end? I did not. Um, honestly, that is the one part of that game that I'm dreading getting to. Um, although I just said that it is my favourite out of the three. Or did I say that? Asylum is my favourite Arkham game um, because of the Metroidvania style of it, because of the backtracking and the just the way the story goes. Um, but my least favourite part is that last Titan fight. It just seemed like such a lazy final boss. Um why not just make it Bane? You know, if you're going to fight a big muscly guy, why, why is he be the Joker? It just felt shoehorned in, I think. Like, I, I get it. Like, it makes sense for the events of Arkham City where he's dying from Titan. Sure. But I'm like, big, bulky Hulk uh, Joker with a mohawk mm. should sound cool, but it <laughs> just doesn't really work out. Nah. It feels kind of like an Elseworlds comic to some extent, more than it does kind of... Because I've always seen the, the Arkham games as a sort of continuation of the animated series because it's Conroy and Hamill. Um, I've always... And it's just similar in tone. Um, and I think um, like Bruce Timm and folk like that worked on the game who also worked on the animated series. So it does kind of have a special successor feel to it um, from that series. But uh, I, at that point, it just gets a bit too like an Elseworlds story, like Emperor Joker or something. You know, it's just a bit too out of left field. Yeah, Paul Dini wrote the first two games. I don't know who yes. wrote Arkham Knight, but I totally agree with you with the series. Jessica, do you like the Arkham games? Have you played them? 
Yeah, we talked about this and you were supremely disappointed in me. But I have played Arkham Asylum and I loved Arkham Asylum. And for some reason, I have just never played any of the other ones. So I can't even... I played Arkham Asylum when it first came out as well, so I can't even remember the fight you guys are talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really love the combat in the first one. And I love going through all the... Was it the Riddler, Riddler trophies? Yeah. Yeah, I love them. I always I get think... trapped in these open world stuff, but it was so fun <laughs> in that. I think yeah, Arkham City is kind of the, the general consensus is that that's the best one, but my favourite's always been Asylum. Um, City just, I don't know, I just felt a bit too, maybe a bit too vast or a bit too unfocused. Um, there's certain parts of that game I love, like the Mr. Freeze fight is, is incredible, um, and there's definitely elements of it that I really enjoy, but I think that first game's still, still my favourite, personally. Yeah, totally. I know there's a heavy rumour that the Arkham Collection is going to go on the Switch, not even a cloud version, which is awesome. So excited for that. Anything else you want to mention about Arkham Asylum, Daniel? Just, well, I guess I, I was also kind of playing it because um, Gotham Knights, although it's been delayed, I believe that's coming out in October, um, and the Suicide Squad game, which is also a, a part of this universe, is coming out. Um, so I, it'll be kind of, I think it may be a good way to kind of refresh myself with those games and then lead into you know, what, what's to come. Um, also, I think we all know that Batman's going to show up and and Gotham Knights. I would be very surprised if he didn't. Um, I know that he's. I know that he died in Arkham Knight, but I think he's still around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotham Knights is like Batman's dead. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> okay. You got us. He's dead. Just like, Wink. Just like how the Arkham Knight was a totally new character that you didn't. You know, that yeah. wasn't just the Red Hood. Yeah. Okay. This ain't God. <laughs> wink. Wink. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right, so jumping in my game, I'm not going to talk about Elden Ring for the fifth week in a row. Be <laughs> proud of me, guys. <laughs> but I am going to talk about, I bought the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection on the Switch. And I've mentioned this numerous times on the show on how the Switch, having old games, like if this was like a port on PlayStation 5, I wouldn't be interested. But that portability mm. is amazing. And it's interesting how, so I'm playing Assassin's Creed 2 right now. And I don't know if you guys played like the recent Assassin's Creed games, but they're very Witcher 3 mm -hmm. types. And it's so weird to play like an actual, and Ooh. I like recent games. But this is like, oh, oh my God, this is like Assassin's Creed. You got the Hidden Blade, you're hiding in the crowds and all that. I'm like, what? what is this? You're actually being an assassin. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm being an assassin in a creed? <laughs> Someone tell Ubisoft about this. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. I'm just having like a blast. And it's just something like I'm in bed trying to go to sleep. I'll play just like a sequence or two. Okay, not a sequence, a couple missions. Those two sequences, that's like two hours. Does it still hold up from remember you said it's one of your favorite games? Is it still holding it, up? It does. Well, I was going to ask, 
I don't know about the Switch version, but I know that when, similar to the Arkham collection, actually, um, when it was remastered, was there not a drop in quality? I remember seeing some memes at the time and some photos, comparisons on Facebook and YouTube and stuff, saying mm -hmm. that they had sort of downgraded certain background characters and image quality. I don't think it was quite like the GTA trilogy recently, but it was kind of along those lines, you know, they had sort of dumbed it down to some extent. I'm not sure if that goes for the Switch version, because this was this was a while ago that I saw, I saw all that controversy, but I just wondered if that... Yeah, that was that. for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4. That was right. one of the big comparisons. Like, they always have, like, that thumbnail mm -hmm. of one of the background characters. I, I can't even describe it. It would just look scary. But I think <laughs> with the Switch, having the same game, because it's like, eh, it's the Switch. It's a little lower graphic. You pass it off. Sure. That's sure. why, like... When the Arkham collection, not with all three, but it was like the return to Arkham with Asylum and City, there's a lot of criticism of how it was too light in color and it kind of, you know, the shadows didn't look great and some of the characters, which I understand. But if it came out to the Switch, it'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But honestly, it still does hold up for me personally because it, nostalgia. And I think the only like thing that's like, I'm still playing like this is a recent Assassin's Creed game in terms of the uh, controls and the jumps. So it's like some things I just got to get used to. I'm still early on in the game. But other than that, I think it still holds up. Are you going to collect all the feathers? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say yes. But if you ask me in like three weeks, I'll be like, ah, uh, I moved on to Brotherhood. Yeah, how's yeah. that feather hunt going? Yeah. I still have nightmares about those feathers. <laughs> what do you even get after the feathers? I don't get. Does the, does the mom even say thank you? <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember. I remember I got the platinum trophy, but I don't remember what actual cuts you get rewarded with. I'm not sure. I remember playing this when it first came out on 360, and I was being so mad I didn't get one achievement that was only in-game. As in, like, it was the mission where you're, like, flying with uh, Leonardo's, like, flying machine. Mm. And you had to do something with, like, the fire barrels. I don't know, but I, I didn't know, like, it was only during that mission, meaning you can't go back and replay it. So, yeah, that still stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i i had a similar thing with infamous on the ps3 i'd have the platinum but it was i i think i did medium difficulty instead of easy and if you did easy you could get like both the the good and the bad points to match yourself out i was like i'm not doing a whole other price but you just get this one trophy so it's still there <laughs> on the ps3 days waiting for me Massive to get trophies it. should be banned that should be made illegal um yeah, nothing worse than that when you miss a trophy and then you, you could glit and you're like, oh, that horrible feeling in your stomach. You're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not playing the whole thing again. Yeah, it's like oh. you could do it, but you could waste another 40 hours of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you want that platinum, don't you? And it's like, mm. ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. All right. So that is the games that we are playing right now. So let's just jump into the news. So it's interesting. I feel like a couple weeks ago, Jessica. Before we recorded the podcast, we got the big uh, new Pokemon announcement, Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm. On a well, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? We got another game announcement. That's right. At the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event, Kingdom Hearts 4 
got announced, which means the game is probably coming 2034. <laughs> oh, great. And there's, uh, so there's, I mean, there's like other couple games that were announced, like Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Um, but the real meat of this event is for, there's no, uh, they didn't show, actually, I'm sorry. They showed off uh, a trailer for it. No Disney World. It's just a realistic kind of Final Fantasy VII remake. Sora looks different. Which, thank God they didn't do, like, realistic Donald and Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real Lion King vibes. Uh, it says on <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Jessica, we don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I know... We're not really the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan. We talked about it in the pre-show, but Jessica, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's weird they didn't show. Well, I suppose maybe they haven't pinned down stuff for like what worlds they want to go to. But reading the description and watching the trailer, I was like, this doesn't even look like a Kingdom Hearts game. Um, it's cool the graphic, the graphical update. It's a bit strange seeing Sora like that and not like what I'm used to in like PS2 days, Sora. You know, mm. um, I. I might play, like I I bought three. I was like, I will go back and play these remakes, which I have, and then I will play three. And it just never happened. Um, one of those backlog games. So I'm not sure four would like bring me in, but again, barely anything. So I'm sure this is like fantastic news for Kingdom Hearts fans. But like you said, it's I think you were lowballing it with its really state, <laughs> you know. Kingdom Hearts 3 took a long time to come out. People were even like, ah, it's been cancelled. They're not doing it anymore. And then, yeah, there we go. It popped up. So I'm going to have a swing in the dark here and say that's going to be what's going to happen with Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Daniel, what's your thoughts? Um, To be perfectly honest with you, ask me a game. I, I'll, I'll wait for the reviews. Um, if there's something that tells me this is going to be a groundbreaking, incredible experience, then I'll think about it. But for me, Kingdom Hearts, it's always been like, it sounds like a fake game. It sounds like a weird fever dream <laughs> some developer had. Like, see when people describe it, and it's like, yeah, this Final Fantasy character, he meets up with Goofy, and there's a magic key involved, and, and you're like, what? this doesn't sound real. And then, and then it's a hugely successful, popular franchise, so I totally respect i'm in the minority here um but yeah it's just it's never been for me i'm afraid um but listen i can be swayed i'm happy to have my, my mind changed and i hope they prove it wrong i hope it's a, a groundbreaking game of the year quality title but we'll see i think with me with kingdom hearts i played the first one it's a really good game but do you guys know the distracted boyfriend meme yes <laughs> Uh, the girlfriend looking at me is the final seven, uh, like the final fantasy characters, and I'm just looking away at the Disney characters. <laughs> I'm like, I want to follow that. I don't want to the Sora and the Heartless and all that. I'm like, but what's King Mickey doing? <laughs> that really is like, that's all I want from Kingdom Hearts. Give me more Disney. I, any, like, I I feel like they've kind of gone away from Final Fantasy stuff in the recent ones. Like I said, I haven't really played it, but I love the Final Fantasy stuff because I, I like it was so weird. Squall was voiced by David Boreanaz in the original Kingdom Hearts. Like it was just some strange casting going on. And then yeah. you're right, there was like Goofy and Donald and all these worlds. Uh, so you I think who... if that's your your issue with that, I think they really have got away from the Final Fantasy stuff. Do you know who played Sephiroth in the first Kingdom Hearts? Oh, I can't remember. Who was it? 
Lance Bass from InSync. God. Wow. Wow, that's a deep dive. Yeah. That's, a deep dive. that's actually a... Uh, that's my icebreaker at cocktail parties. Like, hey, uh... He heard his voice and was like, that's Sephiroth, you know? <laughs> when he said bye, 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 I'm like, wait a second. To be fair, he did a decent work. job. After Justin broke free, it's good to know that the rest of the lads got some work. At least that's, that's good. He landed on their feet. Yeah, good for them. In a Disney world. <laughs> Is there any like Disney worlds that you want? I know the odds of us playing Kingdom Hearts 4 right now, if you had to ask, are like slim. But is there any Disney worlds that you would want to see? Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> Can you imagine you a want lightsaber any... keyblade? Disney's like, ka -ching! Yeah, just come on, like Toy Story 3, cool, no have, problem. What well, I'm going to ask, have they done Pixar characters? Has that been done already? Yes. They well, did. Toy Story well, was there. And... Monster Sync. Right. Yeah, maybe Incredibles. I think that was just uh, three, though, that started that. I was going to say, Incredibles wasn't, like, featured in three. Not that I know of, but I'm like, why not the Incredibles? <laughs> yeah, the Incredibles hasn't really. They had, did you ever play, um, was it, like not Lego Dimensions? Oh, it, Oh my god, what was it called? Disney Infinity. <laughs> Did you ever play that? Disney, no, I've not, but I played Lego Incredibles, and the best part of that game is playing other Pixar characters. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Incredibles has kind of got screwed by these franchise games, you know, it's, like it's a real shame because I feel like Incredibles would be ripe for a for a really good game. Um Kind of maybe in the vein of like the recent Guardians game or something. If they did that with the Kiddos, I could be really cool. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's it's a bit of a waste of a, a decent. It's, it's interesting though to this day that the Incredibles is still the best Fantastic Four film that we've had. <laughs> that mind blowing, but yeah, yeah. Uh well. Oh well. I don't know why I'm saying oh well. I'm just thinking about Fantastic Four. Thanks to Daniel. <laughs> not good movies way to bring the podcast down Listen, you what you bring... it's your... Daniel it's your first time on the podcast and you're bringing up fan four stick <laughs> you're lucky you're doing great they really did <laughs> Jamie Bell yeah shame it was a laugh well, let's... <laughs> it's a laugh <laughs> Well, let's move on to happier news. Uh, there will be a new Tomb Raider game in development. They will use the Unreal Engine 5. And quote, Crystal Dynamics is proud to be part of the launch of UE5. Unreal Engine 5. This new engine translates into next level Tory and gameplay experiences. That's why we are thrilled to announce today that we have just started development of our new, of our next Tomb Raider game powered by the Unreal Engine 5. Daniel, what's your thoughts on this news? 
Um, I, I've actually only kind of read the thumbnails and headlines. I've not really read into this one yet, but um, I assume it's a sequel to the Dawn of the Rise of the Burn of the Tomb Raider games that we had. It's another one of those continued. Because I enjoyed those games. And I, I've always, my relationship with Tomb Raider over the years, I've always been a fan. Um, it's a super nostalgic franchise for me back in the day, playing those old games with the butler on the shaky tree and me locking him in the fridge and stuff. Um, brings back <laughs> the memories. But um, I know they, they, they recent games I really enjoyed. Um, with uh, Camilla Ludington, uh, those three that trilogy I thought was, was solid. I haven't actually finished the last one. I played, I finished the first two. I started the third one and then get distracted by something else, and I've, I've yet to go back to it. But I, I do intend to. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's in that universe, that sort of more kind of gritty, grounded universe, um, with a slightly more realistic but still very capable Lara Croft, um, I think it'll be a kind of interesting direction. Um, and I'm, I am, I'm up for that. Awesome. What about you, Jessica? Yeah, I don't. They actually didn't say what they just said they were working on a new one, not that it was going to be involved in that yeah. trilogy. My yeah. inkling is that they're just going to reboot it again. Um, well, a... they also had the was it the isometric, was it Temple of Osiris or something? They did the like sequels. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when I read it, I wondered, is it one of them or is it a, main, a mainline game or, you know, what is it? But yeah i think it'll be cool using it of unreal engine 5 as well like the, the great things we've been hearing from it and that it is in very early stages of development so who knows what could it end up being but um in the 360 days the tomb raider games were that was my favorite generation where you had anniversary legend and underworld uh, they're just my favorite they're so good i did like um the tomb raider reboot like you said it got like a bit more gritty and stuff maybe it's a little bit too gritty um, I was reminded by listening to other podcasts just how awful some of Lara's deaths are. Like, yeah. my God. <laughs> I remember getting stuck at a bit where she just got her neck impaled like 10 times in a row. I was like, oh, I feel so she's still, bad. She's still twitching. You're like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, why did yeah. you do this? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I never actually, I've played the other two in that um, trilogy, but I never completed them. Um, enjoyed them. I even enjoyed Shadow of the Terminator, which I know a lot of people didn't like, but I think the ending had something to do with that. Um, so I'm always excited for a new Terminator game. They're the type of games like Prince of Persia, Uncharted, that I, I just like the venture, slightly Indiana Jones-inspired games. Did you guys see the movie? The new yeah. Tomb Raider movie? I liked yeah, it. It was fine, yeah. Yeah. It's... Interesting how they're going to make a sequel to that. Only still say planning on that? It's still in development. That was a while ago. Like 2017? Um, it was. I think when it released, it was probably the best video game film we've had. Because that, Not that that's a high bar, but <laughs> it, it wasn't a great film. But it was probably, it was palatable, so... It was probably the best we had. <laughs> I liked it. It's kind of like I like I liked the new Uncharted film. Like it wasn't a yeah great, again, fine, yeah, yeah fine film. Fine. You know, you could go in popcorn movie, totally fine. Yeah, yeah wasn't that eighty uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Jess? <laughs> Stop bringing that up. If I'd went for audience mm. score, my prediction nope. would have been dead. On. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended, audience score right. doesn't count. You would have just upcharged that. Make fake accounts. Yes. <laughs> All my tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if they reboot Tomb Raider, because that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, they didn't really mention the trilogy. Granted, I have not played Shadow of Tomb Raider. That is uh that's in my backlog. I even bought the game like Black Friday, like two years ago. But I think I brought like the European 
copy? I don't know. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> or maybe it's my own fault. Oh, yeah. He's off to space. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> but if they... Cox, they're off. <laughs> <laughs> but if they reboot it, do you still want it in like the similar gameplay style of the gritty Tomb Raider in terms of like the open world or... If they reboot it, I want them to bring back Lara Croft Matrix. Remember that game that she had the duck sunglasses oh and my the, God. the leather jacket? I want Angel that. Darkness and, or something? Yeah. Current Gen Unreal 5 Matrix Lara. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I, they did have a bunch of really cool, um, I think it was in Legend, like you could change like her costume and all, and they had cool throwbacks. So, yeah, bring us back that um, really like early 2000s look, <laughs> Lara. <laughs> Uh, I I'd, I'd want them to bring back um, a more of an emphasis on puzzles. I was talking last week. I forgot how much I really love puzzle games, and Tunic kind of reignited the puzzle flame in me. Um, Zelda kind of got rid of their like dungeony puzzle stuff. Not get rid of, but like lowered Terminator in. Yeah, and I feel like Terminator did that too. It, it is more palatable for like somebody just ah oh, looks cool and picking it up and not getting frustrated at not being able to complete a puzzle. But I love them, so maybe a little bit more tunes to explore in this Tomb Raider. We want more tombs. Yeah, tombs in our Tomb Raider games and assassins in our Assassin's Creed games. That would be nice. Yes. Yeah. And chuck it off T-Rex and just throw time sick. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next bit of news. We have a Ghost Recon sequel in development. And I would tell you about this, but we have a great article at King Gamer, which you can check it out at KingGamer.com, written by Daniel. So, Daniel, take the stage. Yeah, so this was um, one of my first articles for the site. And the reason that I chose to write about this, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands took me wildly by surprise. Um, it was a game that I did not expect to be in the running from a game of the year when it came out in 2017. But... What a title it was. Um, it was just fun. I mean, it sounds obvious and a bit silly, but video games, above all else, in my opinion, should always be fun. I don't care what element's going on, if it, what genre we're playing or what, you know, if it's online or single player, as long as it's fun, that's all I really care about. Um, and that game, Ghost Recon Wildlands, it really, it really kind of evoked an energy similar to like the Fast and Furious movies, where you and your pals could just grab jeeps and you know drive up a hill and crash a plane and uh, storm a compound, and it was just it was so running gun fun. Um, I loved that game, and I was because off of the off of the back of that, I was really excited for Breakpoint, which unfortunately was a massive letdown. Um, it didn't run properly when it came out as much as it tried to sell it with John Berthold. It, it just didn't work. Um, they tried to put this weird deep story in with John Berthold and things like PTSD and kind of quite dark, serious subjects. And you're like, keep it light, guys. This is Ghost Recon. <laughs> you know, we're coming <laughs> off the back of you know, exploding barrels and, and airplanes and stuff. And we're going into this kind of you know dark sort of, I don't know, almost like Apocalypse Now type story. And it was just a bit, I don't know, it didn't didn't flow well. Breakpoint, it, Breakpoint had an interesting history because when it came out, it was broken and it was almost unplayable. There'd be cer certain sections of the map would just fall through. It just became, loading times were super long. So when that happened, and the loading time was taking ages, you would just switch it off and put something else on. Um, but they, they did update it. They gave it a lot of support. And towards the end of its life cycle, I think just last year, um, they brought out a big piece of DLC, a free single player 
um, DLC segment, it was like a conquest mode called Operation Motherland, and it basically made Breakpoint to be more like Wildlands. It split up the map into sections, each of which had a lieutenant. You had to do certain missions, which would give you the location of the lieutenant. You then had to find him and take him out, and then you would conquer that region, and you would just go across the map that way. Exactly the formula that you all know for Ubisoft, for Far Cry, and all the other games. Um, but I, I made, I did breathe new life out in the game, in my opinion. Um, after that, though, they've had a real up and down recently with this franchise because after that quite successful DLC, they then released a thing called uh, Ghost Recon Frontline, um, which was, I think it was trying to jump on the coattails of the Battle Royale trend. Um, they were trying to sort of milk the whole um, COD Warzone thing. And yeah, they released a thing called Frontline, which as soon as it was released, they received all sorts of backlash. Um, people went to work going after heads, and uh, it got delayed indefinitely. And when I was writing this story, I actually learned that progress has been halted on that game altogether and basically restarted from scratch. Um, so I don't expect to really stay any attention for it. Um, but yeah, hopefully, if they're doing that, I, I don't know if they're even going to keep doing that online thing, but if they do that, hopefully they keep that separate and they keep this game fun and you know just, just let, let players kind of the best experiences in those ghost recon games in my opinion are the unscripted stuff like the stuff that's outside of the story that just happens um whether you're playing yourself or whether you're playing online with your browser just messing about those are the things that i really remember from those games they're the most memorable moments um so yeah i'd say just kind of give us a sandbox you know and give us the tools to, to jump in and have fun um but yeah, we'll see. There's no um, actual title released yet. There's a code name, Project Over, it's called. Um, I don't know if you remember last year, there was the NVIDIA leak um, that they released like a bunch of, I think Bioshock was in there and a bunch of other upcoming games. Well, this thing, Project Over, was also in the list. So it has probably been in development since last year, I would assume. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing in terms of a release date or even a release window yet. But it's been worked on. It's probably been worked on since last year. So, and they also put up on Twitter. They put up a kind of thank you for all the support on Breakpoint, which to me also it's a sense of finality for that previous game, which kind of means I guess they're totally moving the focus onto this new title. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Awesome, Jessica. Any reaction? I actually I haven't played a Ghost Recon game since the 360 guys. I just wanted to ask you, Dan, like how. Like you said, it was a bit more open worldy. Is that the way they evolved? I remember really liking well, it. The combat was really solid. Um, it was a bit, a bit more linear back then. It has moved away a great deal from being a kind of not military sim, but more realistic military game to being just an arcade open world kind of free for all. Okay. You know, it kind of has that feel now. Um, but the, the, the Wildlands game really brought a sense of camaraderie um, with, with the characters in the game, the squad, and, you know, if you were playing online with friends, um, it just it, it had a real kind of cohesion to just, even though it was chaotic, there was there was just a kind of banter through the whole game and a nice tone and the map was great and the AI was pretty decent and the guns were fun. So I, I all just kind of amalgamated into, you know, I don't know if it's a great game, maybe story-wise, you know, it's not doing anything groundbreaking, I guess. It's a Ubisoft military game, you know, it's yeah. it's going through the checklist formula that most Ubisoft games do. But it just, it just stood out for being so fun and so unexpected. I mean, it came out the same year as, like, I don't know, Near Automata and all these other incredible games. And I did not expect this to be, when at the end of the year, when I was thinking, you know, what's my favourite game of this year? I'm like, my God, that's in the running. Who would have thought? But, um, yeah, they, they, they did kind of lose their way with Breakpoint, unfortunately. But we'll see. Um, and maybe like Star Trek movies, maybe every second one's good. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Daniel, what is something that you want to see, like, improvement-wise with the sequel? <laughs> Frankly, I would just like to see it work. Um, I think we all know, <laughs> without going in too hard on Ubisoft, I think we all know that they have a bit of a track record of releasing games that aren't maybe up to scratch on a technical level um all the time what? and it's <laughs> massive crazy and he's like looking away like <laughs> i feel i feel like that's this whole other topic we could get into about the reason <laughs> behind that you know and publishers pushing the developers and yeah PR reasons and market reasons and all the rest of it. it's a big company we don't know what goes on behind closed doors but the point is you know it, it's it's there we all know about it it's the elephant in the room so it would be nice just to get a game that you just you put it in you install it and it just plays and it works and it's fun that's it's, it's that too much to ask i don't know maybe it is yeah. but bars be... here <laughs> come on ubisoft so, is like you know what daniel that is a lot to ask for <laughs> how dare you he's like we've got like 10 world games this year how dare you <laughs> you see your site too much oh <laughs> uh. Would you be interested in picking up a new... Did you ever play Ghost Recon, Mark? No, I. there was no ghost in it. Is there ghosts in any Ghost Recon? They're called ghosts, right? Yeah, they yeah, call but they're not actual ghosts. No, there's, there's no... Unfortunately, there's no supernatural horror <laughs> elements yet. But that could be an idea. That's not a bad shout because um, Call of Duty Zombies was successful. So oh, why yeah. not do Ghost, ghost Recon Ghosts? Ghost Recon know? Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now Ubisoft's like, hmm, wait a second. <laughs> this could work. They also like their DLC, so. Mm -hmm. Don't they all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That wraps up with the Ghost Recon. Anything else, Daniel, that you want to mention? No, I mean, I'll keep following it. I hope we get a, a date and a title and a trailer would be nice. But, you know, it, there's nothing guaranteed nowadays with sort of big AAA games in terms of dates, etc. So I'm happy to wait and see what happens. Um, I've got plenty on my plate now, backlog wise to play through, so I'm not chopping at the back for anything. But I, I'll definitely follow the news as it comes out. Awesome. So, in our final bit of news, this came as a surprise, or at least to me, Remedy and Rockstar Games will be partnering up to do a remake of Max Payne 1 and 2 for PC. PA Station 5 and Xbox Series X. They will be using the Remedy's Norlight engine, the one that they use for control in the upcoming Alan Way 2. And in the quote, Rockstar founder said, We're thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games. We're massive fans of the work the Remedy team has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. Now, Again, this game is a shock to me. Jessica, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, jumping off of that, it came as a shock to me as well because Remedy just seems to be like growing and growing as a company. Yeah. They have like a control multiplayer mode in the works. They have Alan Wake 2. They've got these. They just released the Alan Wake remaster. Um, and they're just a company that I really love. Like they have never released a game I haven't liked. Quantum Break, I loved it. Max Payne Games despite me not being able when i was younger we had it on ps2 there was a like a, a scratch in the disc could never get past like this train section in max Payne one <laughs> and oh. yeah being weird when i was younger i was like i can't play a sequel if i haven't completed the first one but i watched <laughs> my little brother complete max Payne 2 about 10 times so it, it's it's an awesome game i love the art style of it 
the the comic strip like cutscenes they had, like what they had yeah. to do back then with like the budget they had. It so cool. It's got such a cool neo noir tone to it, and coming off of like Control, which was got an incredible game. I love that Remedy was getting Game of the Year when Control came out. I was like, finally, people like Remedy. <laughs> um, I, I'm super excited to see what they do, and I'm I. I never played Max Payne 3 either. That was that was Rockstar that did that. I'm glad that Remedy have Max Payne back to do what they want with it, basically, because I've never been disappointed with a Remedy story. Yeah, totally. Daniel, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I've been a huge Max Payne fan for as long as I can remember um, since PS2 days. Um, I, I like Jessica was saying, I just, I just love those cutscenes in Neo Noir comic strips. Um, and although Max Payne 3 didn't have that and it was Rockstar, I still enjoyed Max Payne 3. Um, although I agree, it's I think the most interesting aspect to this news personally is the idea that Rockstar and Remedy are working together again for the first time in 20 years. Um, well, maybe not quite 20 years, but a good over a decade anyway. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really kind of interesting, and I wonder what precedent it sets for the future because. To be honest with you, I think this remaster is probably aimed at folk my age and kind of the mid twenties, etc. Because how many young gamers are going to play Max Payne One and Two remake? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the fact that it's been packaged together, so we're getting both games in the one disc, a la Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remaster. Um, so yeah, that that's nice. Um, obviously, remasters are, or sorry, remakes are, are the big thing just now with Resident Evil and all the rest of it. Um, I wonder though, like with, with Crash Bandicoot, obviously they did the Insane Trilogy and then they made Crash 4. I'm wondering and slightly secretly hoping that that's where this is going. Maybe they'll remaster these games and then depending on how well it sells, they'll possibly do a sequel. You know, Max Payne 4, I'd really like to see that. But I think I'm, I'm probably getting ahead of myself there. Um, no, I think I'm, you're on something. They did it with uh, Alan Wake. Everyone was like, ooh, yeah, maybe, and then sequel, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll definitely um, be... be buying this and playing through it. Um, I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on this and seeing what it looks like. Totally. You know, so interesting little behind the scenes for me as editor lately, we've been just getting like trial, you know, like applicants. I'm surprised how many people want to write about Max Payne. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Is there a new Max Payne coming out that you just want to talk about? <laughs> So I guess all the applicants are from Rockstar, which <laughs> thanks for coming on the team. <laughs> well, funny, we- funny you say that. This is my first news story, actually, when I joined was was the Rockstar news. Um, as soon as I joined, I was like, I need something to write about. Oh, my God, did you just announced a new Max Payne. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I do want to actually, because, I mean, maybe it's a bit more influential than we don't really talk about Max Payne these days because, like, Remedy had sort of moved on to other properties. Mm-hmm. Um but bullet time, like, do you remember back then? Like, it was like, oh, my God, bullet time. And not everybody, like, does some variation of it. But, like, they were, like, the first big people to do it. I wonder what the they're going to do with it. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, good point. I wonder what they're going to do gameplay-wise. Because you can't just go back to what, what they had back then. It's kind yeah. of clunky a little bit now, you know. Um, yeah. I wonder. His knees, I always thought his knees must be so sore with all that diving. Like, imagine the stage gaps. <laughs> Must just yeah. be a, an actual mess down there, just or is, is arm on his, like, yeah, just, <laughs> just no cartilage left at all, you know, just yeah. absolutely gut. But, um, yeah, but built a time at the time, it was it was revolutionary at that, at that stage in time. Um, I also wonder how they'll handle the whole taking painkillers to restore your health thing because yeah. he was basically an addict. I, I wonder how they'll approach that in 2022, 2023, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. Well, Fallout yeah. has no problem, they're like, ah, you're taking drugs, yeah, true. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah is it more of like uh oh, we should probably replace it or are they just gonna go all in or like guess what opioids it's like oh whoa 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 <laughs> yeah it's like their version of a more gritty like tomb raider killing her loads yeah you talk about missing cartilage yeah opioids <laughs> we are not the remedy rockstar pr team we have nothing to do with it <laughs> just want to say that up front <laughs> yeah, yeah. but remedy didn't it think about it opioids <laughs> mark stop <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't seen dope stick actually haven't no. not yet no. no it's on my list but i've not seen it yet this is just your regular schedule be disappointed with your your podcast panelists mark <laughs> <laughs> yep yep oh well that's a disappointing note to end on <laughs> sorry oh, <well. laughs> But guess what? We're not ending on a disappointing note, segue. Because we're going to jump into the main topic. So in honor of Max Payne and Ghost Recon, we're here going to talk about the dream remakes and sequels that we want to see. Now, this is how I saw it. I don't know about you guys saw it. Like, there's a lot of things of like, what is a remaster, a port, a remake? When I think of remake, I think of like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of how, like, not only did they build it from, like, the ground up, they added just so many new stuff, new elements. So just, that's what I kept in mind. I don't know what you guys did. But. Uh, a little mixture of both. <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten, that is the preferred sort of method for me. As much as I, I'll take a remaster, I would always rather, you know, if, if the, the team's there to do it and do it well, then I would prefer a remake, personally, I think, so. All right, awesome. So, Daniel, since you're new on the podcast, let's start with you. What is so we're just saying to each, and then we'll just dive into our honorable mentions. Okay. What is your number two? So, thinking long and hard about it, um, I Max Max Payne was before this news broke was on the list. Um, however, we're getting that, so I guess I don't need to mention that one. The other big one for me was Dino Crisis. Um, Dino Crisis hasn't had um, much fanfare in a long time um, in the gaming sphere, although there's a lot of folks that played it when they were young, like myself, that have extremely fond memories of it. Um, it's obviously a Capcom game. It is essentially the Resident Evil controls, Resident Evil engine, but swap the swap the zombies for dinosaurs, and there you are. Um, those those classic games, like when, when you think back to kind of the first time you've seen certain things happen in games, you know, the kind of push the boundaries and stuff and things you hadn't seen before. Um, Tomb Raider and Metal Gear Solid, I'd say, get credited for kind of pushing the whole set-piece story cutscene thing into gaming. Although one that, that isn't talked about in that aspect is Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis has some really intense cutscenes and some awesome set-pieces and boss battles against mutated T-Rexes and they would chase you through certain parts of the map. And I, honestly, when you play Uncharted, I actually see quite a lot of the influence from like those old Dino Crisis games, running down a, a tight alleyway while something chases you, you know, looking behind you and shooting at it. That that whole thing's, you know, you do that in Dino Crisis and then you do it again. Okay, it might look a bit better than Uncharted, but the point <laughs> is, you know, they got the idea from somewhere. And I just, I think it is quite an underrated franchise, um, although it's Capcom and Capcom's a huge company. 
the sad thing is, I do believe that someone from Capcom may have been asked about this in an interview or a podcast, and I believe they said that there's no plans to reboot it while they're rebooting, remaking the Resident Evil games. I think the plan is to go through all of them until they're up to date. I assume 4 will be the last. Who knows if they'll do 5. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to do that first, and then they'll probably think about what they're going to do next. Because those Resident Evil remakes, I think, have been a huge moneymaker for Capcom. Mm-hmm. So this remaster trend that's sort of going well and people are enjoying that, I don't see any reason not to go ahead with it, to be honest. Yeah, and they seem to be taking a lot of care with the Resident Evil ones too. Well, maybe not 3. It was kind of three rushed was about, Yeah. Yeah, but they like four, like it's not even been officially announced, but you know, we all know what's happening. Um, they're taking like a, a real long time with it, like they, they want to treat it, treat it well. So, if they did that with Dino Crisis, like you remember a lot more about Dino Crisis than me. I remember playing it on the PS1, and it's just uh, could you dual wield in it? Could you? Wield um, that's a good question. Uh, you couldn't two rock, I don't have a Dino Crisis, but I'm sure you couldn't, yeah. Two rock. I can't remember. I just remember like being trapped in a room with a dinosaur, like trying to. I was like, ah! <laughs> it was scarier than Resident Evil when I played it, and I I had a blast with it. And I would absolutely love like a Resident Evil Two style remake for Dino Crisis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe after they're done with their Resident Evils, I I'd be still up for it as well. Yeah, to see those kind of lush environment, kind of jungle locations and stuff, and sort of HD current gen graphics would be really really cool. I think. Did you think um, at the was it the recent Capcom? There was something they did, and it was dinosaurs, and it was a lady with pink hair. Yes, yes I the, thought it was the, Dino Crisis. The, the last previous state of play wasn't it? The Japanese yes, developers state yeah. of play. Yeah, I mean that other game looks fun, but just do Dino Crisis, guys. But don't waste our time. Like just kind of felt like a slap in the face, like dinosaur. Yeah, like a lady with pink hair. Not with one. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last good dinosaur game? A good question mark. because and I'm, I'm really thinking <laughs> you would think dinosaurs boom so they, they made, they made yeah. a remake they made a remake of Turok on PS3 which I don't remember being horrible I don't think it was great but I think it was that was you know solid enough first person shooter and you fought against dinosaurs um probably a pretty forgettable game but it was it was okay but um, yeah, I do agree. It's, it's an element that you would think would be in more, more kind of AAA games. Yeah, the only thing I can really think of is um, like, do you know those Sim games, the Jurassic Park put out, where you're managing a, a park? Um, Le- Lego Jurassic Park. They made that. Yes, <laughs> I was going right. to say that half yeah. is a joke and half are like, no, it was actually pretty good. It's probably one of the best we've had. Yeah, it probably. Is. <laughs> yeah, there's your, there's your you, questions. Put the T Rex back in in the Terminator, and there you go. Two birds with one stone. T-Rex and Max Payne. Diving in slow motion with with his (laughs) 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 Okay, Remini. Very sorry about the opioids. Make it up. (laughs) T-Rex. Huh? (laughs) Very sorry about the opioids. Did you think (laughs) you'd be saying that? (laughs) Out of context, it sounds horrible, but Remini. Rockstar would be like, oh, that's a good GTA 6 plotline if we ever make it. <laughs> Do you play Dino Crisis, Mark? No, but, and because, well, behind the scenes, when Dan and I were talking, and I saw, like, you put Dino Crisis, I was like, I don't want to get spoiled, but I'm like, oh, thanks for bringing that up, because I'm like, there's no good dinosaur games anymore. Mm. Yeah, I haven't played Dino Crisis, but I'm like, damn, I want to 
I want a remaster mm. or remake in this case. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. The dinosaur market is right there for the taking. <laughs> it's It'll not be like extinct. You know, when everyone was doing zombies for a little while and vampires, make dinosaurs the next one. Make dinosaurs and make werewolves. That's dinosaur werewolf. Yeah. Well, Resident Evil 8 had werewolves, right? Village. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. That had werewolves. I mean, yeah, they, I, I don't they think did. They, they didn't go all in on it, but yeah, they had a werewolf. Yeah. Well, guess what I'm buying it today? <laughs> Suddenly we're interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that great pick, Daniel. Jessica, what is your number two? Um, kind of a little greedy with this one, but I don't care. <laughs> it Says be... the person who made what's your favorite open world game? Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story, Daniel. <laughs> I, am I wrong? You're not. I I supported you. I stand. Up. <laughs> I know you're throwing it back in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway, it's just a legendary moment. That's it's it. good to know what I'm in for. It's good to know that's the kind of show we're on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. All, all, all ammunition. All ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two dream remake slash sequel. Well, it's sequel because it would be Knights of the Old Republic three because Knights of the Republic is already getting a remake, but it's you know a different company, a different team. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm, I'm watching it very intently like i can't wait for it to come out but what they did back then with knights of the republic was like lightning in a bottle and then unbelievably obsidian had like a year to develop knights of the republic 2 and it was incredible like they had a really good story for knights of the republic 2 as well so while the old republic came out and it was an mmo it, it's kind of not as accessible as like just a standalone single player game i play a little bit of it it's not really the same. It was fun, but it's not the single-player extraordinary experience that Knights of the Republic was that Bioware did originally. I would, if it was a dream, I'd bring back Drew Parvishin, I think you say his name is. He wrote it. He wrote Mass Effect. He's wrote a bunch of Star Wars books. He's awesome. He's, like, responsible for some of the best Star Wars stories out there. Um, bring the whole team back or Obsidian, because I, I love Knights of the Republic too as well. Um like what they did in just the year was like really good like i know it wasn't incredible step forwards for that but story-wise it was really cool um i'd like a continuation of the revan storyline is basically why they're probably going to do this with i'd say the remake is going to be a success bar like them really messing it up which i would hit but yeah and that's probably three if they announced it now i'd be like yeah i pre-ordered it i'll pre-order the deluxe edition please give it to me um, because taking what they've learned from Mass Effect, Dragon Age, like all these decision-based games out these days, I think they could have like a really cool morality system. Like before, it was do good things and uh, be a good Jedi, or do bad things and be a bad Sith. And the gray area wasn't really explored too much. A little bit in two, I'd really like them to explore like these gray Jedi areas, um, which is something uh, like they could do in the the, the remake. But if they're if they're calling it a remake, I'd say they're kind of gonna go for the same story beats as the original one, which I'm fine with. But for a for Knights of the Republic three, I think I just want a continuation of all all those characters, the Revan story, um, that sort of universe they built up. Um, and like I said, it's greedy because we're getting a remake, but <laughs> I'd love it. 
no, nah, that would be awesome. Anything Star Wars, I would buy. Yeah. <laughs> but of a nice real, like a sequel to that? Hell yeah. Am I right yeah. saying that Bioware, are they working on the, the remake? It's Asper. Oh, so it's, it's Asper. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to know, like with the Max Payne thing, we remedied doing the remake. They could obviously then make a sequel. I wonder if that could work, you know, but with this, what studio would take on a sequel if, if we did get there? Yeah, like I, if if the, the the remake turned out to be like incredible, absolutely do sequels, you know, with them because Bioware just they don't really seem like what they used to be, which is a shame because yeah. they used to be my favorite company. Anytime they released something, you knew it was going to be like a good game. They like they mastered that, but with Anthem and I did like Andromeda, but it was another rushed out game, like filled with bugs. Even the story seemed really rushed. Uh, I I just want a good. Good night to the Republic story again, please. All right, so on to my number two. I, I wanted this remaster for so long. I get it with legal stuff and rights, and I, I don't care. It's my dream. And it was actually in Dreams, that PlayStation game where you can, like, build your own game. It's probably, like, one of the most popular games I've seen rebuilt. Give me The Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah, pick, please. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That was like the, we got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's that game? Actually, it should have been my number one. But yeah, we'll get to my number one in like 15 minutes. Anyway, Gibson <laughs> Center Run, like, I played it like, like PlayStation 2 came out, and I wasn't really like involved with like, the whole gaming scene. But if you would have asked like 26-year-old me right now, like, hey, they're making a simpsons game it's gta i'm like oh okay like <laughs> cash grab whatever but it was really fun yeah yeah it was you had an open world springfield well ish they kind of split it up into the city and then the boulevard but you know what it was basically an open world there's so many references even the cars that they used the story was fun the voice acting they brought everyone back and like the developers want it but i think it's just like an issue with fox so i heard a wee rumor and i don't want to get empty too excited but i did hear last year or start of this year um i'm trying to remember what podcast i was on talking about this <laughs> um i think it was last year apparently obviously disney bought fox so simpsons is owned by them now and allegedly well, not allegedly, Disney hired, I believe they hired the guy behind the Simpsons Hit and Run games, um, the guy that kind of show-ran the whole thing and, and kind of did the game director or whoever. Um, and I believe he was asked somewhere if he would he would ever consider it, and he said he would love to do it, but it's not up to him. That was kind of all I've heard. That's what, yeah. In terms of a remake or a sequel, that's, that's kind of all the news I know, but I would love that. When I heard, when I read that, you know, that guy saying that in that podcast, I was like, that's, that's a right on my street. I'd, I'd love to see that. And it's not even ported, like it's only PlayStation, GameCube, uh Xbox, Xbox 360, I believe. Or uh, National no, just, probably just the Yeah, the yeah. OG Xbox. That's it. Like there's a couple places uh, I've been, like people's houses, and they'll have like the Simpsons hit and run, and it's like, okay, you're a cool dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, great just, memories of playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Like you said, it was like it was like GTA, but for kids. So it felt exactly. appropriate to be playing. And it had a really funny humor, you know, just the Simpsons humor of Homer being dumb. It was so fun. Great, great driving, great little side missions. I'm not even yeah, that the into the Simpsons now, but come on, I take it. Yeah, even the driving was good. It wasn't like, okay, it's okay. Like, no, it actually controlled well. Like, yeah. Since it's only on that version, like the game came out in 2004 and it controls like that, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Who I was made, like, whatever driving. It? What? I can't remember what company made it. If I can Rock get it real quick. <laughs> Remini. Oh, out. Developed by Radical Ice Entertainment. Over. Okay. Homer on opioids. <laughs> Dopioids. <laughs> well done, Mark. <laughs> uh, oh, they made that game prototype, which was kind of like infamous. Um, that, was, that was fun, yeah. Yeah, and they made a couple of Crash Bandicoot games, apparently. Yeah, they made some good games. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, I'm even just looking at like screenshots from the game. It's to it play the, the game now. It replicated uh, the show so well, just in terms of how much those colors popped. Like, yeah, it just felt like you were right in that world. That, the music. I don't mean great. to bring the podcast down, but there was a cancelled sequel as well. Oh. Yeah, Simpsons and Run. They had a lot of cancelled stuff here. Spider Man 4, Prototype 3. Um, last game they did, this studio anyway. I know it's right, so she's not studios, but they were a support team for Bungie and Destiny. So, sorry, Jessica. What was the studio called? Uh, Radical Entertainment. Radical, so it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, one, one of those solid mid-tier developers that just fell away when the AAA indie thing happened. That split and the mid-tier just fell away. It's, it's a shame. They were very yeah. like midway in that sense. They just solid mid-tier games for a good kind of the PS2 era, PS3 mm-hmm. era, and then just faded away. Ah, oh. only in our dreams. <laughs> now, like <laughs> maybe, maybe work. not. Not mind dreams, like dreams the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Daniel, what is your number one? So my number one, um, if, if you know anything about me, this is going to be pretty obvious. And it has been spoken about for years, but I would love a fully HD remastered, remade Metal Gear Solid. You know, give us Shadow Moses, give us that first game in its entirety. Um you know, Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, Shadow Moses, all that great stuff, and just give it to a, a new generation because you spoke about how Hit and Run was somewhat a game that's trapped on old consoles. Metal Gear is very, very much the same, and it's insane because it's such a huge franchise and it's such a significant franchise, and yet you can't play a lot of those games unless you have to own the old consoles. Um, they have recently came to PC. They, they brought the first two onto good old games, but they're not the best ports. Um and yeah, you can you can seek them out, but it's it's an effort, you know, it's not easy, it's not as easy as just going to whatever whatever store, you know, if you're using Xbox or PlayStation, you you won't find the game. Um and unfortunately it's just it's such a in my opinion, it's just such an important part, such a staple of kind of video games progressing into what they are today. Um, you know, moving the bar up from everything that came before to this or oh, my God, this is like, I mean, I remember the first time playing it. This is like watching a movie. Um, I was probably about six years old, so I was far too young. But what an experience it was. 
and I just so iconic and seeing some of those iconic cutscenes like the Cyborg Ninja slicing his way down that corridor or the first time you see Metal Gear Rex, you know, and all, all these kind of iconic sequences, just seeing that in HD, please do it. I mean, I realise Konami have their problems as a company. Hideo Kojima is trying to distance himself from Metal Gear. He has been for years. Um, even when he was at Konami, he, did, he, he didn't want to make, I don't think, any of the sequels. And they only got made because the company forced him to do it. Um, and now that he's he's broke free and he's doing things like Death Stranding and whatever, whatever he's working on next, hopefully Silent Hill, but that's another topic. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see him going back to it, but I would take, if, if someone like Bluepoint Games was to take it on and just have Kojima on board as an advisor, I would be 100% behind that. Um, but yeah, just someone make it. There was actually there was a fan group on I think I was following them on Facebook. They were they were remaking it and on Unreal Engine four, and they were a good way along. They had made the first you could play the first section and that when you first swim out the water and you're in that warehouse and you have to wait in the lift coming down, you could play that sequence. And then I remember seeing the concept art for the next few sequences in the game, and then Konami shut them down. They had to be a cease and desist. Nah. So and and they were doing it non profit. They were doing it. You know, I think they were kickstarting it and they were. They, they weren't doing it for profit, they were doing it because they loved the game, but Konami being the company, they are shutting down, and yeah, that's what it is, it's sad, it's sad that that, co- that franchise is now kind of stuck, and all it's really being used for at the minute, as far as I know, is pachinko machines, which is like gambling machines and Japanese casinos, they use the, the franchises like Metal Gear and, and Castlevania and stuff, um, you know, to, to make these gambling machines, that really sucks. I have heard a ton of rumours over the last couple of years about PlayStation possibly buying Konami. Um, I've heard about them buying the licence to Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid. I've heard all sorts of rumours, none of which have kept refreshing as of yet, but I'm holding out hope. I want to see it. Um, yeah, if you can't give me Dino Crisis, give me Metal Gear. Yeah, come on, Konami. Just sell those licences. Let people make video games of these <laughs> iconic games that you came up with that you don't care about anymore. Like, please. Like like Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid. You're right. Metal Gear Solid 1, you can play it on PC, like you said, or I think like GameCube, the Twin Snake stuff. Um, 2 and 3 are backwards compatible on the Xbox, but 3? Totally locked to the PS3. Yeah. Like, and four, can't play it anywhere. Or 4, sorry. Four, 4, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous and it's such a beloved franchise um i kind of fell off a little bit on three and four but man one was such a cool game and i remember playing the twin twin snakes edition i think it was called on the gamecube um you're right what what an awesome cinematic experience i don't think you'd be getting like like the last of those type of cinematic experiences if mega solid hadn't have been there to bring like movie influences um into the video game world and just a cool stealth game like i don't really like stealth games all that much but Mm -hmm so fun yeah. and it had like that that fun quirky japanese humor as well <laughs> like yeah. shaking down people for dog tags and two and everything like um that shit crazy story but yeah. that's that's why people like it that's why i like it um it was one of those things i remember saying when i was younger kind of like the matrix i remember watching it going i'll get it when i'm older and then i grew up <laughs> a little bit and Still I played it again, and i watched the matrix and i was like okay i grow a little bit older and then i'll get it never got it <laughs> But um, I'm 26. Yeah. I've played the games a million times. I still don't know what the <laughs> hell Metal Gear's about, but I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what you were saying there about the kind of tone, the kind of goofiness of it stuff. I my trial article um, for King Gamer was actually on the one thing that Metal Gear Solid movie has to nail because they're making a movie with Jordan Vo Roberts, the guys that the guy that did Kong Skull Island. He's directing um, the Metal Gear Solid movie, and above all else, 
casting and whatever else he gets right or wrong, you have to nail that tone. That tone is going to be the thing that makes or breaks the film, I think. Um, and it would be the same with Remaster. You know, if they, if they mess with that tone, it's, it's so perfect. It's such an amalgamation of absolutely ridiculous, you know, anime over the top nonsense and kind of nuclear war and political issues and historical, um, you know, assassination attempts. And just it's just this mad amalgamation of like East and West. And it, it's incredible. Um, and it's so unique, and yeah, that's that's something that if they, if they were to remaster it, they would have to kind of keep, I'd say, keep the dialogue, and if you can get the voice actors back, because they really make it what it is. You know, they, they sell it a lot. I think. Yeah. Now, what I'm curious about. So let's just say they announce a remake, mm-hmm. but he's not involved, and he is like, I, I don't approve. How do you think the internet is going to react? I would assume that it will be a bit ticked off because I think, regardless of my personal feelings on it, I think the internet in general isn't too happy with Konami at the minute. I think Konami is in the bad books of a lot of folk on Twitter and Reddit and places like that. Um, and I think there, there are certain companies that are in the same boat that I think still have, can, they have enough goodwill, you know, that they can win people back. Um, can I talk about CD Projekt Red here with Cyberpunk? Um, you know, there, there are certain companies that are in, in the bad books now that can still redeem themselves. Konami, I wonder if they're past that point because of all the controversies and the rumours of a toxic workplace and I'm not going to go into it, but there's a lot of horrible details behind Konami, um, the business dealings and money chasing and all the rest of it. Um, I just, I, I wonder um, how, how that would go down. If it was announced that PlayStation weren't anything to do with it, they weren't buying it, it was just Konami rebooting that. Do you know what? There might be folks that say, do you know what? At least they're doing something with it. At least it's not just lying dormant. At least they're making an attempt. Whether it is a cheap cash grab and it's kind of half-baked, I don't know, but I guess it would be better than, you know, a gambling machine. Truth. Again, the bar's here. (laughs) (laughs) If your expectations are down there, then yeah, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Just got to get over that bar. That's fairly low. (laughs) All right, Jessica, what is your number one? My number one uh, is Jack and Daxter. Um, Yeah, I don't know whether... (laughs) <laughs> you guys were fans of it back in like the ps2 days it was kind of like like tribalism when you were younger it was like are you a ratchet and clank fan or are you a jack and daxter fan i was like yeah. i like both um but i did prefer jack and daxter i mean it was naughty dog you know and it was kind of like when i think of a ps2 game i think of jack 2 it's just so so good it was so fun yeah. like you said down like games are supposed to be fun it had a had a bit of a weird story going on but i mean you're not playing it had fantastic combat with all the guns it had really good traversal on like or like uh like kind of like a swoop bike type um yeah. yeah vehicle uh daxter was kind of like a like a video game mascot he was kind of a little bit annoying i find him funny when i was younger anyway yeah. um like just awesome combat i remember getting stuck at a part for days of my life and still powering through because I, I love this game so much um i liked uh with jack 3 it was called i i played the daxter spinoff on psp yeah that's um, right yeah yeah jack one out of all of that i don't think holds up too well because it's like jack doesn't talk it's mm-hmm. kind of just go here do this thing there's not a lot going sure. on um i'd love i'd love like a like a sequel to, or I, I think what they would do now is just remake it just remake jack mm-hmm. and daxter 
it's like a really cool run and gun platformer type game um and they were originally planning on making this probably a fact everyone knows the last of us was supposed to be another jack and daxter game it was like a like a dark tone and all this and then like ah yeah not really in the jack universe and then obviously the last of us was just a runaway success like you know everyone basically knows what the last of us is and rightfully so they changed it like what an incredible game and franchise but I just want that fun Jack and Daxter gameplay back with the goofy Daxter humor and yeah they'd have to evolve it but man that PS2 style game it's so much fun. Can and they make it... a crossover between The Last of Us and Jack and Dax? <laughs> Listen, a former Simpson could take all play odds and anything can happen. <laughs> Mixing tones and genres and everything, yeah, why not? Kind of hard, not it? I trust Naughty Dog. <laughs> Final Fantasy, Disney, Homer, real life issues, Jack and Dax, the tragedy of The Last of Us. I'm so glad we are being stubborn. We should have a whiteboard with all these ideas. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to develop them. We will. I feel like we've had so many crazy ideas like throughout this like podcast, not just this one, but throughout the year. End of the year, when we talk about the game in the year, we should be like, all right. Yes. How crazy were we? <laughs> yeah. I remember we cast the rocks Kirby. That was <laughs> we cast the rock as Kirby. We did. <laughs> I was trying to pitch a Sesame Street open world game. <laughs> Can't even remember that. Actually, um, you know what? That was a great idea. I stand by it. But anyway, get the whiteboard out. <laughs> yes. Create your own Muppet. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like look at what's happened with Ratchet and Clank. It's just the franchise that's went on and it's had pretty solid games and most recently that, in Rift Apart. I've yet to play Rift Apart, but that first game was incredible. Like you talk about a game that's as close to a Pixar movie as you can get. It's, yeah. it's that Ratchet and Clank re reboot was just amazing. Um but yeah in terms of Jack Daxter, what I really liked about that series was how it was kind of the first time I seen a character character aging in that type of game. Um, like he started off as a clean shaven young boy with yellow hair and then making this kind of emo kid with a, a soul patch and green hair and stuff and <laughs> it was just at the time it was really cool I was like oh you're kind of growing up with Jack you know and you're seeing him becoming this kind of weird emo kid and stuff and yeah the, the games they did kind of take somewhat of a dark turn I remember towards the end like the first one was super poppy and colourful by the third one it was like I don't know it was like, it, it like post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah it was almost yeah. like Batman <laughs> it's like yeah. what here um, yeah there were solid games I love those games do you play them, uh, Mark? No, I was a Ratchet and Clank guy. Uh, <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> no shame. Oh, no shame. <laughs> hey, we had a terrible movie, so take that. <laughs> I actually never saw it. Was it really bad? Okay, it wasn't like that bad, but it's like the game that they based it on, it, it, it was weird. Okay. How they had the 2016 movie, but they also remade the first game. And, but they also had footage from that game. Mm. What I'm trying to say was, great game, not a good movie. So it's a bit messy. Yeah, yeah. a little bit messy. Mm. Not terrible, terrible. But you know what's not terrible? My number one. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Transition. <laughs> Okay, it's now talking over like the Simpsons hit and run. I'm like, okay, this that should have been my number one. So 
I guess it's my number two. I want a sequel to Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I'm done for that. Fix that camera. I'll go back and I'll play Super Mario Sunshine. So I'm slightly out of the loop with Mario games. Sunshine never got a sequel? No. Right, okay. I thought it was a Sunshine too. So shows you how much I know about Nintendo. <laughs> Only in my dreams. And not the PlayStation dreams. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Whoever makes it, send me the DM. <laughs> but with Super Mario Sunshine, it is like the black sheep in the whole Super Mario. Actually, you know what? It's not even that. It's Galaxy 2, which is another rant because they didn't include it in 3D stars. But with Super Mario Sunshine, it's a game that got a lot of love from fans because it was so like, oh, it was good. But then just like distracted boyfriend, you looked over, Galaxy was right there. Hmm. I think it's Galaxy I'm thinking of with the sequel. I think that's what I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, there's a Galaxy yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like the different worlds, the enemies actually had a story, even though it was weird voice acting. Yeah, they had right. Yeah, I went back acting. and played it on the, the well, remaster. Um, they put on the Switch. Uh, I can't even remember. Only Mario didn't have like... Mario got framed and he has to clean up the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't say it was a complex story. It's not (laughs) Mario and The Last of Us. (laughs) So it's very Max Payne, actually. (laughs) It's It's not the Chris Pratt Mario. (laughs) You don't know. He could be taking inspiration from Mario Sunshine. Then he would just be like, oh, (laughs) that was my Mario. (laughs) Yeah. This is me. And that's it. Oh, anti notes for Chris Pratt there. <laughs> I can't wait until we do the spoiler cast for that movie. Oof. Let's hope it's good. Mm. I mean, side note. Sorry, I know we're talking about sunshine and everything. Everyone's like, "Wow, Chris Pratt." I was like, "Anya Taylor Joy for Princess Peach." What the hell? That I can actually see that. I saw the Queen's I'm like, you know who would be a great Princess Peach? Anna Taylor Joy. Are you the same casting director who casted um, the Ensign guy for Sephiroth? No comment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mark. Continue with Mark. Nah, no worries. <laughs> but they had a, such good invention with Flood, and you there's in the whole 3D Mario's 64 gets mentioned a lot. Galaxy they took a lot of inspiration. The Odyssey, the 3D world, but Sunshine, it's its own thing. And while I'm happy with 3D All-Stars, I feel like it's gotten like new vigor on life. But Nintendo, you didn't include anything like for Odyssey. They had a 64 world, a galaxy world. You know what we got with Sunshine? Here's a shirt. One shirt. That's it. Not even pants. (laughs) Here's a shirt, which very stylish, BTW. Just one of the poor. Just go out. Just go out without pants. (laughs) One of the poor style. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Feel the breeze. Iconic. Iconic. (laughs) But they should definitely like remake that. Have different worlds, and because I I I just like the whole tropical vibe. See, and that's why I think I really I. Well, I like the first Mario, and I haven't really been drawn to a lot of Mario's, but Sunshine I'd say is my favorite. That's why I was so excited for the. 
the All Stars bundle. It just has such a weird camera because it's kind of in an in between period of like three D Nintendo games, you know, like on the GameCube mm-hmm. with Mario. It really put me off when I was playing on the Switch, but I was like, you're right, that tropical vibe. It's just like so fun. I'm playing I'm playing a Mario game. Yeah, you're right. It's got this weird graffiti story. Um, the levels were super inventive. I loved the whole water implementation with it. They really took took that concept and like like Nintendo always does. Let's just like did everything they could with it. I I'd love a new updated system with just the, tweaked those like camera controls for me. And honestly, it was the like the few Mario games that actually like took a risk. We're not gonna do much for Kingdom, no classic enemies like Goombas, yeah. like we're just gonna do something completely new. And it did well, but Nintendo's like, okay, other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. All right. But let's go on to our honorable mentions. Let's start with you, Dano. Any honorable mentions? Um, I mean, I feel like the whole remake genre is becoming so kind of popular that there's a lot that they've done. Like, Resident Evil would be on the list. Knights of the Old Republic, that would be on the list. Um, Silent Hill would probably be my third. Um, Silent Hill, again, it's a franchise that, back in that era, those those PS2 days, was just absolutely killing it. Um, and then it kind of just lost its way, and... We were then getting this amazing reboot with Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus, and then you know, the saga that happened there. But, I mean, that that PT demo, I still go back to that every now and again, and every single time it scares the life out of me, man. It is horrifying, but it is so intense and gripping. And the fact that one corridor can do that to you, you know, the fact that they were able to absolutely scare the life out of folk with just a couple of rooms, you know, and, and some, some light effects and sound effects. Um, yeah, I'd have loved to see what that became. Whether it would have became the whole first person kind of up to date, almost kind of Resident Evil type horror, or whether it would go down the the, the kind of classic third person vibe, I, I don't, I don't really care. As long as it's got that horror tone, and as long as it is as terrifying all the way through, because there's nothing worse than a horror game that you know you play the demo, you play the first level, and you're like, oh, this is this is new and revolutionary and really gripping me, and you get to the fifth level and the monster just becomes an inconvenience at that point. You know, so if they, if they were able to sort of keep up that tension and that sort of fear the whole way through, I think, yeah, Silent Hill game, current gen, would be incredible. I don't know if I would go as far as VR. I think VR would be a bit too much. <laughs> I think that may actually give people panic attacks. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I'd love, I'd love to see that on, on PS5 consoles. And then, yeah, current gen, give us that, please. I'm jealous you can still go back to PT. My PS4 like system wiped and it's gone forever oh, now. Oh. Yeah. Horrible. Not only day. did I download it on my PlayStation, but just before it was getting moved, I downloaded it on my girlfriend's PlayStation as well. So oh, I got two copies just that's in case. Smart. That's smart. Just in case anything happens. <laughs> yeah. I backed it up. I think all of your picks have been Konami, Dan, haven't they? Uh, God, they have, yeah. They, no, Dino <laughs> Crisis is Capcom. Crisis oh, is Capcom. yeah. Sorry, sorry. They've all yeah, been yeah. classic. Japanese PS2 games, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah, shame. I'd love to see Silent Hill. Yeah. I played Silent Hill on the PS3 for the first time. They had, you know, had the cool old yeah. PS1 games on them. Uh, it was still terrifying with those graphics. So you're right. Like, look what he did with PT. And even if it wasn't Hideo Kojima, the whole concept of Silent Hill is inherently terrifying. I, w- I went back to Silent Hill 2 um, a couple of years ago. I was just playing through old PS2 games. I just hooked up my PS2 and kind of roasted the glasses time and nostalgia train and I, I stuck Silent Hill 2 on and 
certain parts, especially with Pyramid Head, are still absolutely horrifying to sit through. Um, the first time, well, the second time you see him, you see him in the cutscene at first, but the second time you see him in actual gameplay, he's just standing behind some bars. You're walking down this kind of dark corridor, and there's a room on the right that you have to go into, and just facing you, there's this kind of like prison, you know, bars, and he's just standing behind it with his big pointy face and his big sword staring at you, and it is hot, like, chills in the back of my neck. This game's 20-year-old, and I'm I'm a grown man, and I'm like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is really creepy, but just it shows you how effective it was. Um, I think it was really ahead of its time. And I love the whole psychological horror of it and the whole different different endings and different paths. And again, there was a lot of it that didn't really make much sense. But at the time, you were so caught up in it and the atmosphere was so effective. And I don't know, I just, I wonder how the fog would look in current day, how they would handle the sort of lighting effects and, and the, how Pyramid would look and how Pyramid Head would look in current gen. And just, I don't know, there's just so much potential there, I think, that, that could be tapped. And then, as I said, the trailers, I know that PT is a kind of separate entity, but that demo and those trailers from that project as well, I'd love to see, I'd love to see that scene through as well. So any form of Seven Hill, I would take that. Love it. Jessica, what about you? Um... I think I already mentioned it, Infamous, like the kind of like obviously Sucker Punch are doing Ghost of Tsushima now, which is incredible. I love it. What a good game. But I loved Infamous on the PS3. Yeah. Um, I liked the second one and I really quite liked um, Second Son as well. It, mm-hmm. was, it was one of the reasons I decided to get a PS4 over an Xbox One. Um, just such fun open world games. And it's like an open world game before what open world games came today, you know? Um, they all had their own sort of little formula going on, not just the Ubisoft formula. Um, it's so fun, all those powers. It was like a cool new superhero game. Yeah. It, did, it didn't have, like, it wasn't, like, linked to, like, comics and they didn't have to do whatever, you know, they did to appease fans. They could just do what they wanted with it. Mm-hmm. Cole wasn't a super great protagonist and neither was, I believe it was Delson. In, Delson. Yeah. Delson. Second son, like yeah. it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Like, it, but I liked. Was it Fetch and uh, First Light? Remember the, the DLC for Yes, Second First son? Light was. I good. liked her. Yeah. She was a character. Yeah, and I like they could have done so much with that, like having all those people who have powers, not just mm-hmm. like your main protagonist. They could have done so much with that. Um, I'm really glad we got Ghost of Tsushima. Like again, what an awesome game! I'd love for PlayStation to give them some support so they could develop Ghost of Tsushima two and an infamous. I'd say at this point it would have to be a reboot. You couldn't just go on to like Infamous. They even drop the title of Second Son, you know, just Infamous, reboot, maybe not even, don't even have Cole, just a new a new character. You could have a legion of new characters. Like I said, the powers you could have in it was cool. I loved like the, the, the grinding you could do and like fl- zipping through the levels. Yeah. Uh, I recently tried playing it. I think I've mentioned it before on Now because I was trying to get that platinum again. <laughs> But um, it it wasn't a very stable connection, and it actually doesn't. It's one of the games that doesn't hold up too well these days, um, which was kind of disappointing. But I, I loved it at the time, and I'd I'd take a reboot or a sequel of it. Absolutely, and those those I, I've been a comic fan. I love when you get an original superhero character like that. That's it's obviously very much inspired by certain other characters, but it's as you said, they can do whatever they want because there's no creative license. You know, there, there's nothing they have to stick to in terms of the rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I love that. It's so obscure. But they made a DLC for that second infamous game where you were a vampire or you had to kill vampires. It oh, was wow. mad. Um, it was so out of left what? field. I can't remember what it was called. And I think it is stuck on PS3. I don't think you can get it for, for any other console. But um, yeah, that, that was a story DLC for Infamous 2. And it was, it was a lot of fun. 
didn't even know they did that. Left field, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Festival of Blood. What? what? Festival of Blood. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. I mean, it's cool. It's like you said, you can just do whatever the hell you want. Superhero yeah. stuff, fine. Yeah. Vampires. Vampires, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go. <laughs> but no werewolves. <laughs> Festival of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> You're welcome. That's where the whiteboard. Is Festival Blood on uh, PS Now? I do not know. I don't even know if Infamous 2 is on PS Now. And they do get like, rotated out quite a bit. Hopefully with the new like PlayStation Plus, mm. we'll get something like that. But yeah, ears open. I think my honorable mention, I didn't include it because it's too basic. It's Super Mario 64, which I think technically... Yeah. The DS version is the remastered because they included new revels that would have been in the original 64 game, but they couldn't really develop them as that. But since Super Mario Odyssey, like that whole world of 64, they recreated it perfectly with Peach's Castle. And it's like, great, give me more. And Nintendo's like, no, 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 that was that was just a tribute. We're not, we're not doing that. And it's like, like, oh, you want it? No. <laughs> Like, mm, you gotta buy place that, uh, yada, yada, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you even trying to say? It's like, hey, basically, you're not gonna get this game. <laughs> Almost at PlayStation. I'm like, well, that would have been <laughs> next week. PlayStation buys Nintendo. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Is that your 2022 well, gaming prediction? <laughs> I wasn't on that podcast. Yeah, that was gonna be my prediction. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Nintendo don't really make Mario games, do they? Like, have they? They just port them, don't they? I mean, so they made Odyssey. And then there's, like, the spinoff, like, the the sports games, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, but, like, oh, I guess. I guess what you mean. Yeah, when they want you to buy it on the next console. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, they'll port it, and then they'll have, yeah. like, here's a party game, here's a tennis game. You want that? It's like, uh, no. And it's like, well, <laughs> what if Tough. we put it for 10% off during Black Friday? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, people think people would lose their minds if Mario 64 got, got a remake. What would the name be? Super Mario 64. Switch. <laughs> Okay, Switch yeah, Pro. Actually, would have been. I'm like plus. Every game has a plus. Yeah. Mario 65. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what right. happens to the other 63? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a prequel. They can mine that later. Prequels, yeah. <laughs> what would Super Mario One look like? It'll just be like a polygon. Pong. It's pong. Only it's hats. Mm. It's a star, the little pond. Yes, yeah. And every Read time like, it, it hits with the like the hat, it'll just be like, woohoo, woohoo, <laughs> woohoo. It's a me. <laughs> yeah. Can we actually? That's my number one. Super <laughs> Mario <laughs> Pond. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? What do you got? It's like, well, okay, it's Pong. <laughs> but we period period. That's it. That's that's it. <laughs> It's wrong, yeah. 
Uh, put it, put it on the whiteboard. Hell yeah. Scrub, rub, rub everything else out and just say, Paul. Old new idea. Think about it. <laughs> All right. Any other honorable mentions before we wrap it up? Thank you, Modern. Like like Don said, they're, I would have said Dead Space. They're doing it. Would have yep. said Kotar. They're doing it. Would have said Resident yep. Evil. They're doing it. Um, I was gonna mention Infamous, but I'm like, if you brought that up during the beginning part, I feel like that would have been your pick, and he did. Honorable mention, but it still counts. How dare you know me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah, you spend too much time with me. <laughs> Every hour and a half on a Sunday. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> too much. All right. So that wraps it up for the King Gamer podcast. We had a great episode. Jessica, where can the listeners find you? If you want to check out my stuff, you can go to at Jesse on Twitter. And if you're interested in horror movies at all, I just did a list of the five biggest horror movies coming out in April. If you want a recommendation. Awesome. Daniel, great first episode for you. Great job. Thanks, of course. Where can the people find you? Um, well, I'm on Twitter at DanBoys95. Um, I'm brand new at King Gamer, so I will be putting up, hopefully, quite a lot of articles over the next coming weeks, and I will likely be sharing them on Twitter, so to get followed there would be nice. And I also run a separate podcast called the Pop Shock Podcast. We recorded an episode today where we talked about Midnight and certain other topics and we recorded a special episode yesterday on the aliens films just just the first two just the good ones alien and aliens um so yeah we've we've got a few we've got quite a lot going on um with that podcast because we're doing kind of sides um episodes on you know certain films and then we've got a side podcast called for consideration which me and my fiance do um where we sort of have guests on talk film and then we've got the main podcast where it's just kind of pop culture you've got games comics films etc so if you're into any of that um it'd be nice to, to get a wee couple of follows um on the pop shock feed so yeah and we're on everything we're on facebook and instagram and twitter and youtube and spotify awesome i was gonna say the podcast is on spotify it is yes i, I and po- any, any podcast you should if you search pop yeah. shock podcast you should find it well Rate Daniel's podcast five stars, and please rate our podcast five stars. It helps reach us a new audience. We love doing this. Please check us out at KingGamer.com. We have many, many great articles coming up, including some awesome opinion pieces I'm looking over, some reviews, guides, news. We got it all. That'll be it for me. I'm your host, Mark Callahan. This has been the King Gamer Podcast.